All right. Well, welcome in Kenny Morales from Spectrum Sports 360. What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, doing good, man. How about yourself? Excellent. Excellent. Um, I want to catch up with you on a couple of fronts because I know you guys do a, a, a sensational job of covering high school football. And mm-hmm. um, the playoffs are on. It's been a weird year. Um, just give me your, your take on what you've seen so far in high school football with all the COVID restrictions. I'm just glad they've gotten uh, you know part of the season in. Yeah, no, I, I think that's where I'm at as well. You're just happy to see these guys get a chance to not only go out there and play games, but play meaningful games. And now you get a chance to, to you know, get to the postseason and, you know, maybe chase after a state championship. I think the only uh, – you mentioned it, that because it's such a weird season with all the COVID stuff, um, I guess you, I would say you're not seeing as competitive of playoff football as you would see. Uh, what I mean by that is you're seeing a lot of teams that normally would not make the playoffs get in there because yeah. of – you know, some teams didn't either have a season or, you know, miss, you know, missed a bunch of games, had to quarantine, forfeit, whatever the case may be. So you're seeing teams that, you know, are two and six or, you know, maybe won one game and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So you're seeing 20-point, 30-point blowouts. I saw some crazy stats. It was Bob Putnam who does a great job covering high school football here. He's something like 70% of the games or something in high school football were decided by double digits. Uh, this first is a mix between first round games, depending on the classification, and like they have play in games now because right. of all the weird, yeah. uh, weird situation. Uh, so that's the only negative um, is that you, you saw a lot of yeah. blowouts this, this, this first weekend, but it, uh, that's going to happen, and right. they're going to get as, they're going to get more competitive as as the weeks go on. So uh, excited to see uh, you know how it all looks kind of going forward. Well, I think that was part of the plan, and I think it's a good plan, you know, because you didn't know how many teams were going to get a chance to play and who was going to be able to play what week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give everybody basically an opportunity to get into a tournament. And, you know, if you have right. your full team at the end of the year and you haven't had most of the year, at least you get a shot, a fair shot. So I think they, I think that was a good call. Um, and, and, no, I agree. I yeah. agree, for sure. And, and so who are some of the teams you think can, can really make it, uh, take it all the way, some of the local teams? Uh, yeah, I, I think to start with Bloomingdale. Um, I think that they're the only undefeated team in our area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just loaded from top to bottom. I mean, D1 kids all over the field. You start with uh, Ajay Hall, the, the four-star wideout. He's committed to Alabama. Uh, they got a, a DB, uh, Philip Riley, who uh, flipped a couple times. He's a four-star kid. Um, now he's committed to Notre Dame. Uh, I think they have a kid that's also headed to FAU. So they're just they're loaded with talent. Dang. And, um, yeah, they they have a really good shot at at, uh, at winning it all this year, which is great because um, our reporter, Kat Smith, did a story on them a while ago. You know, it was a, t- it was a program that really hadn't done a lot of winning for a long time. Oh, they were uh, awful kinda, forever. They were yeah, the doormat. Kind of the, right. That's, that's exactly what she called them, and the doormat <laughs> of, of kind of Hillsborough County football. Yeah. And look, now look what they are now. They're, they're at the – they're the door. They're the doorstep of, of possibly winning a state championship, which would be awesome for them. What is that? That's um, just coaching. They got a new coach, kicking ass. Yeah, it's coaching, and then I think just a lot of those kids. Um, they also got a lot of tra- Jai Hall is a transfer. Uh, they mm. got a lot of kids that came in there as well um, later on uh, through these past couple seasons. So just that that you know um, addition of just the talent. It, it just it's hard to compete with that when you just got kids on both sides that are going to play at the next level. Um, I think you look out for them. I think Gaither is another team that's performed really, really well this year. Uh, another team that, you know, has D1 kids, uh, Jordan Oladokin, um, who was, I believe he was previously committed to Iowa, and they're undefeated as well. I'm sorry, I almost uh, yeah. didn't give an applause to them. <laughs> the Cowboys are also undefeated. My mistake, Cowboys. Uh, Jordan Oladokin, he's a D1 kid. Um, their quarterback, Kyle Kelly, uh, is, is, a, is a heck of a player as well. Yeah, where, uh, so where is he I, headed? And that's Kenny Kelly's son, right? That is Kenny Kelly's son. I believe he was Miami. Um, I want to yeah, see I if he's still. Yeah. Let me see. 
I have my computer right here. Three-star dual threat. Ball State. I'm sorry. He switched. He's Ball State now. Ball State. That's, uh, All right. Messed, switched around. Went to Ball State. Yes, sir. Once he um, wins a state title, that'll change. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think that's another program you have to keep an eye on. Um, and another one I'm looking at, um, you know, maybe a dark horse, uh, Tampa Bay Tech, who I believe is 6-3 and three this year, but uh, they got Durant coming up here this Friday. And they have a quarterback who, if I'm not mistaken from what I saw, it's either a career record or a single-season record. He's about to break Michael Penix's uh, touchdown passes record, which is uh, pretty impressive considering uh, what the things he's doing now at Indiana, helping the Hoosiers. Yeah, get how about to, uh, that story, huh? Yeah, I mean, that kid is how, – how, him and uh, Watt Fillier, another Tampa kid, I believe he went to plant his receiver. Um, you got a bunch of Bay Area kids taking an Indiana program that has been insignificant for how many decades now to, uh, you know, top ten in the country. It's yeah. awesome to see. They're the, they're the talk of, uh, of college football right now. Yeah, they've they been really a, are. They I got Ohio State this week. That. That's going to be a heck of – who would have thought uh, that – uh, Michigan, Ohio State doesn't even matter. Penn State, Ohio State doesn't matter. It's Indiana, Ohio State. That's the real matches that? in college football. And where did their coach Tom Allen coach here locally? Armwood. Armwood. Yeah, he was I the thought. DC at Armwood. Yep. So a ton of local local kids on, and then just local ties to Indiana. Love to see it. So he went from DC at Armwood like ten years ago to now head coach in Indiana, rocking the entire college football world. Incredible. With, with a quarterback Incredible from Tampa Bay done. Tech. How about that? Yeah, that's How a hell cool of a that, story. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe they'll come play in the Outback Bowl. That'd be even more fun, right? Hey, that'd be fun. I would love to see that. Let's That's have a fun, an Outback Bowl. Team to watch. Yeah. Absolutely, and we'll be watching this week. Um, all right, so that's that's high school football going on right now. And you uh, have you you've been covering a little bit of the USF disaster of a season this year? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, here and there, yeah. Tough, tough, tough go for uh, Jeff Scott and company. But I mean, I, I think if you're you know somewhat plugged in, or even if you're just a casual fan, I think you had an idea that it was going to be bad. Maybe you didn't know it was going to be this bad, yeah. but I think most reasonable fans would have been like, look, it's going to be it's going to be a rough year. Yeah, um, you know, and I, and I feel for Jeff Scott because I know week to week, he didn't know who, who, who was going to be able to play, and in some weeks they've had 12, 13 players that can't play because of COVID, and I mean, you're playing right. a bunch of freshmen and sophomores who you never thought you would play at this point, and it's just, you know, it's hard to get continuity. And when you're trying to install new systems, I mean, I can't even imagine how hard this is. No, but. yeah. I give them a ton of credit. And, and you mentioned it. Look, at, yeah, talk about the game. I thought maybe in the game against Memphis, they lost by one to a pretty good Memphis team. I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe they turn a corner here and then they get, you know, rocked by Houston. But, you know, you just mentioned it. They were missing 13 guys for that game, uh, including their starting quarterback from the week prior, Noah Johnson, the Armwood alum. <sighs> Wow. who he's, he's a talented kid and that's hard to do. And I look, I love Jordan McLeod. He's a heck of a, he's a heck of a student athlete for them, a great representative, not just for that program, but for the school. I just, I don't think we've seen the, the progress we've wanted to see from him, you know, from year one to year two, he looks kind of like the same quarterback. So I don't know how much he can help you in terms of moving the sticks offensively, but you know, there, there, there are pieces there. There are some young pieces there. Daquan Evans, the defensive back. I think he leads them in interceptions. Uh, some of the running backs, Kelly Joyner, Brian Batie ran well against Houston. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Marion Dollison, the receiver, they've got he's got some pieces there. Uh, Jeff Scott, he just gotta he's got to find his quarterback. That's that's the main thing. Kenny Morales joining us here from Spectrum Sports 360. Hey, you want to weigh in on the Antonio Brown situation? Um, you know, I, I I read the arrest mm-hmm. report, not the arrest report, but the police report this morning, and I was honestly I was horrified. Um, and yeah. I, I can't believe, and then the Bucks coming out saying they knew about this incident, 
and they still yeah. signed him. I, I think the NFL is going to do something here. They're going to probably suspend yeah. him again. And if I'm the Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, save some face, cut him now. Um, while, yeah. while it, make it look like it's your idea. Because this is, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm very disappointed in the Bucks, And I don't want to crap on their you know, Super Bowl parade here. It's the last thing I want to mm-hmm. do. But this is this is bothersome to me. What, what do you no, think? I, I'm right there with you. No, uh, it just the optics look terrible. It looked terrible. Uh, I think, look, I know he's a heck of a talent. And obviously he's already made somewhat, you know, a little bit of an impact coming in here on the field. But he's just not worth what he's producing on the field, even if he was doing great, it's just not worth what he's doing off of it. No. It, it looks awful for the team. It looks awful for the area. Um, I think right now, I think they need to go ahead, go ahead and get out in front of this as much as they can to just cut him. Like you said, just, just cut ties now and move forward because it, I really liked what they did in that Carolina game. I think yeah. they have a lot of, I think they can build on that, but it, it's going to be hard to build momentum and feel good about what you're doing on the field when you have, this guy and all his problems off of it yeah and you know the whole dynamic of you know Brady being the guy that really wanted him to come in here and you know how does that sit with the other receivers I mean look at Scotty Miller he played nine plays he was their leading yeah. receiver at one point this year now he's playing nine nine plays and he was pretty damn good by the way and he had he great won. great chemistry with Brady yeah I liked him a lot I, I really I, I feel bad for him because he's been a heck of a talent um yeah. And a dude can scoot. Scotty Miller can absolutely scoot with the best of them. Um, no, I, I just I, – I trust Brady. Look, I get it. It's Antonio Brown's his guy. Mm-hmm. You want to help your friend. But sometimes, even when it's your best friend, like even when you're not in football, you got a friend in regular life, sometimes you just got to say, look, man, I, we got we to stop this. This is it. I gave you enough chances. And you got to cut ties. Otherwise, at some point, they could also bring you down as well. Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts, Kenny Morales, Spectrum Sports three sixty joining us here? What are your thoughts just on where the Bucks are now at seven and three with the bounce back game against the Panthers? Um, did a lot of good things, but now you got the Rams and the Chiefs in the next couple of weeks. You're really going to find out where you stack up as far as the best of the best. Yeah, no, I'm excited for those two games. Those, the, really, exactly what you said. You're going to find out exactly what kind of team this is. Uh, because if you can come out, even if you go one and one in those games, I think you feel pretty good if you're the Buccaneers, especially considering now that the Saints are without Drew Brees yep. for you know uh, whatever period of time he's out. I mean, that could be I mean rib, rib injuries like that, broken ribs. That's that's nothing to play around with. That oh, he's coming back next time. week. He said, yeah, it'll oh, be yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a punctured lung. Fine. I'll be right back. Yeah, and let's let, let's see how he feels if JPP gets to him or yeah. something or some other D line just hits him once. Um, no, I mean, they got a chance, a real legit chance here to, you know how they got embarrassed by the Saints? They got a chance to, to, to kind of get some respect back in the league. The, the, the Panthers win, that's nothing. It's an it's a okay Panthers team, bad if you really want to be honest about it. Uh, but if you can go out here and maybe beat the Rams or the Chiefs, then you're back in the national conversation about, okay, maybe this Bucks team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, and, and where, do you, uh, where do you come down on the Rojo versus Fournette um uh, oh, give me Rojo. Oh, all day long. Give me Rojo. Right? Give me Rojo. I mean, did you see that? That run was phenomenal. Oof. That was a great run. He's he's talented, man. He's got a lot of talent. I like Fournette. I love Fournette um, in short yarded situations. Uh, he's got he's he's talented out of the backfield too in terms of catching the ball. Uh, it's nice. It's always nice to have multiple good running backs. Yeah. But in terms of your bell cow, give me Rojo. Yeah, all day long. He he breaks more tackles. He's faster and yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, I, got to clean up the fumbles a little bit. Yeah, but that's. 
that's all right. It happened. He he made up for it. He, he totally redeemed himself like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Kenny Morales, sports, uh, Spectrum Sports 360, joining us here. What else have you guys been uh, covering in, in local sports? You do such a great job. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, honestly, it's not local, but I, I mean, we got a lot of fans here. I know you you included. Uh, I've been keeping up with FSU a lot and just kind of keeping tabs on on what Florida State's been doing. And oh, do we really got to go there? Really? <laughs> well, they had such they had such a busy week last week in oh, terms of attrition and guys brutal. being you know either you know removed from the team or leaving the team or you know injuries, things like that. Uh, it, it's interesting times up there. That's for sure for Norvell and company. Yeah, so they got Clemson this week. Um, I haven't even looked at the line yet. I'm going to guess it's probably like 135. 35. I mean, it's I'm going to get. I was, I was going to be nice. I was going to say 28. I wonder. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Let's everybody make your guesses. I'm going to go legit. Okay. Uh, 30. Eh, let me go 28. What do you What I'm do you got? 28. What do you got, Kenny? I was going 28. 28. All yeah. right, Johnny. Well, I already know what it is, so I can't guess. All right, what is it? <laughs> ESPN has it at 34 and a half right now. 34 and a half! Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. I mean, to be honest, I don't Give think that's... Give me Clemson, I'll lay the points. <laughs> yeah, that's not that far off. That, that sounds about right. No. I mean, it's... I, no, I mean, yeah, it, it's going uh, to be similar, because it's at FSU, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think it's going to be similar to two years ago when they came to Doak, and you saw that one... Uh, that famous meme with the, 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 I think it was the professor of FSU just sitting in the stand by himself reading oh, yeah. a book, oh, yeah. shirtless, yeah, and it was like 52 to 10. It's going to be, it's going to be something like that where it's a snoozer by like halftime. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really going to show what kind of fight, you know, FSU has. I mean, they don't have the, the athletes obviously to compete, but you know, you can, you can put mm-hmm. up a fight and show some pride. Um, and yeah. that, I think that reflects on your coach really well. And well, and I think that'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see because, you know, as an FSU fan, uh, there have been times when I've been excited about this team. I went up to the North Carolina game, and they showed a lot of fight in that game. They really did. They they played hard for for sixty minutes, almost lost, but they they brought it home, and mm-hmm. I was I was proud of them. But since then, it's been a disaster, one disaster after another. So I I just don't yeah. know what to make of Norvell and what he's doing there right now. To be quite honest, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I think. I think the one thing I, if you're an FSU fan, and I don't know if you're feeling good about this or, or, or what way or whatever, but the fact that we're starting to see some more attrition in terms of like, okay, Tamara and Terry's gone. Uh, James Blackman has gone ahead and left. Um, you're seeing guys that, you know, maybe aren't, I, mean, I love James Blackman. He's a heck of a kid, obviously. I wish him the best of the luck. But Terry, it was pretty clear that him and that staff just didn't see eye to eye. And you need to, you need to go ahead and kind of clear those kind of kids out of your program. And real, to really start fresh, and so, uh, but I, I like some of the other, like kind of thing with USF. There are some young pieces that I like yeah. on FSU, um, like Lawrence Sofili, a local kid here from Pinellas Park, Love as him. a running back. Love him. Um, and I think Chubba Purdy will be good. You just got to. He hasn't had any time to practice. Barely. He came in injured. Didn't have a spring. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it, it's tough. It's tough to throw him into the fire. And that I believe NC State was his first career start. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he didn't look that bad. Um, it's just it's going to take him some time to adjust to the college game. But I, I think they have something there with him. And, and I will say the offensive line has looked better. I mean, that's not saying much considering the yeah. bar was like basically <laughs> on the floor uh, yes. the last couple of years. But it has taken some steps forward. I, I think you know FSU fans, as much as they don't you know want to hear it, got to be patient. It's not going to be fixed this year. Probably not going to be fixed next year. Nope. Uh, I think 
And I think you start to see some improvement and maybe, you know, maybe next year you think, okay, six wins, seven wins. And then the following year, I think 2022, you're like, okay, you're back to competing and being a good team. Well, right at this point, I think they uh, have um, 85 freshmen and sophomores that are doing most of the playing. So they're the youngest team in the nation right now. And they're taking their lumps. But, um, yeah. you know, well, they, they're going to have to have two more really good recruiting classes to get it back in maybe that third year. So we shall see what happens. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. But how about them Gators? I mean, they, oh, they have a legit shot not only at the uh, the playoff of the national championship, and I think Trask right now has got to be the odds-on favorite for the Heisman. Either him or Justin Fields. I yeah. mean, goodness, Trask is – that kid's a machine. Um, him and uh, Kyle Pitts, who he, has, he didn't even play the last couple games, and it didn't even matter. Uh, Trask was still just slinging that thing to anyone who wanted to catch it. And uh, – it's it's crazy. His story is awesome. I mean, that's so it cool is. to come from. I believe he was a two star uh, recruit. You know, sat behind Felipe Franks for all those years. Sat behind Dr. King in, in high school. Never didn't even yeah, start in high school. Be, no, he exactly. He'd been a backup for basically his entire mm-hmm. career, and for him to come in uh, last year, do really well, and then follow it up this year with basically a, a Joe Burrow esque yeah. run. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna say LSU is there. The, the Gators are there yet. You know, on LSU's level from last year. But Trask is pretty dang close to what Burrow did last year. His his numbers are video game like. And just watching him play, the accuracy, the arm strength, the, the athleticism. Yeah, I can't believe this dude was was never a starter anywhere. The only thing McElwain did buried right. in the depth chart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody was that McElwain that recruited McElwain. He nobody nobody was recruiting Trask. Nope. McElwain Mac went out there and. I think he was. I don't even think McElwain was recruiting him. He was recruiting somebody else from that same school, and he was like, "He was that kid," and yep. he, he recruited the backup him. Quarterback. And he recruited him, <laughs> and yep. that was it. I forget. Yeah, he's exactly right. It was. Uh, I forget who it was. They had some position coach out there, and he was recruiting another athlete at that same high school, I believe. And then they were like, "Oh, you got to look at our quarter- backup quarterback." And then it's like, "Okay, sure." Yeah, I like right. Him. Yeah. How about that? And he's going to win. A, he can win the Heisman Trophy and a national championship. What a story! So cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick to it, kids. Don't transfer. <laughs> All right, uh, Kenny, uh, what else you guys got going we can look forward to on Spectrum Sports 360? Uh, football coming up here. Um, and, you know, man, just the norm. We always uh, we cover a little bit of everything. Bucks, um, high school football, USF. Got the USF-UCF game coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'm excited Looking for that. I'm a UCF that, alum. Yeah. I'm a UCF alum. So, I, you know, oh. I'm actually I took off, I, I took off for that game. So, I'm going as a fan. That's on uh, the so Friday at three thirty two after Thanksgiving, right? Oh yes, perfect, perfect kickoff, yeah. perfect kickoff for me. That's a great uh, day. Got yeah, a time, that's a got, yeah. Got got time to enjoy and get ready for the game, pregame a little bit, and enjoy enjoy my win afterwards. <laughs> you think? Um, we shall see. All right, partner. Ah! <laughs> Appreciate right, it, Kenny. For sure, man. Anytime. All right, we'll uh, check in with you down the line, Kenny Morales, Spectrum Sports three sixty.